0: song do you want to hear Dan?
1: Beer!
0: You are now listening to America's favorite craft beer podcast. A show that covers tricks, tips, and trends inside the craft beer industry. I am your host, craft beer enthusiast, Tom Simpson. Next to me, my co-host, a man with more untapped check-ins than you have steps on your Fitbit, the adjunct professor himself, Mr. Dan Hallway. Tune in, sit down, and drink up. And most importantly, thank you for joining us on another episode of America the Booth.
1: Guess I'll have to wait until then. And if I get drunk, well, I'll pass out on the floor now, baby. You won't bother me no more. And if you're drinking well, you know that you're my friend and I say.
0: Welcome to Season 4, Episode 3 of America the Brutiful. I was away in Europe for exactly a week and came back to the first beer controversy of 2024. You and John talked about Waxgate in the last episode and ever since then the story seems to have gained more steam. We'll dive into that story a bit more later with Rob from the Hayes
2: Boys uh michelle equilibrium's brand manager will join us as well and we'll talk about their private bottle experience and their collab with mortalis that they are calling the most adjuncted barrel aid stout that they have ever made
0: we'll talk about some of the other local releases that caught our eye and we'll talk to chase from top beer drops about the top rated beers of the past week
2: And also, I just got my 20,000th unique check-in yesterday on Untapped, yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a moment as well.
0: But first, let's have our first
2: beer. All right, so the name of this beer is First Born. It is from Conscious Ales. It is a double-barrel-age barley wine cuvee.
0: Damn, that is a... Sounds like a beautiful beer. Now listen to this. Our Theodore, this is the description here, our Theodore base recipe was aged in a second-used rum barrel, while our Ezra base recipe was aging in a second-use whiskey barrel. After a 1 year, half of each was blended in a barrel that first held rye whiskey, then maple syrup, then rye whiskey again. The blend rest in this barrel. The blend rested in this barrel for 10 months. The final beer was packaged still. We recommend drinking this beer decanted. That's what it says. We're not drinking it decanted. <laughs> I, I blew it. <laughs> ah, that's okay. It's going to be delicious.
2: All right. So sure. um, yesterday, I uh, I've been saving. I had a few backlog beers because I wanted to make my twenty thousandth unique check in on Untapped. You know, a certain beer, right? So the one that I decided on was the Kane 10th Anniversary Antide, which we've talked yes. about here uh, a few times. That I think now there's probably double the amount of ratings just because yesterday I opened it at a share. But uh, that was my 20,000th. Uh, it was a good beer, but I'll tell you what, uh, just my opinion and nothing against that beer. Somebody opened the Amberana a Night to End All Dawns uh, yesterday yesterday. And that one was just so much better. Like, it was really? the beer of the night, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So, it just was an exceptional beer. Yeah, Nothing no, no. against the other one.
2: No, the 10th t- anniversary antique's is very good. But the Amberana was was better, man. That, that, that beer is so That was the first so time good. you had it. I think it was the third time now I've had oh, it. But okay, it was, like, was... the best time. You know, like, yeah. sometimes you have a bottle multiple times, and one bottle, for whatever reason, is just so much better that was yesterday, cool, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: very good, uh, not only that, oh
2: my God, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I did take a sip it's very good, it's very good, it's still
2: yeah, yeah. it is silky, yeah, it it's is like silky silky
0: yeah it's it's very silky, it's beautiful beer, um you know i don't typically I'm not typically a huge fan of like rum barrel age beers, but I don't really have anything to complain i'm I'm just waiting for it to warm up a little bit. Uh, before I give a final determination, but it's very
2: delicious. It's outstanding. All right, a few other things to discuss. Let's talk about this. Angry Chair, uh, they announced their rad set for uh, this year, and there's a lot of cool beers in it. So one that probably is not a shocker to anybody is the barrel age imperial german chocolate cupcake stout they've done this a bazillion times it's an imperial sweet stout with toasted coconut cocoa nibs madagascar vanilla beans and lactose Aged 16 months in willet heaven hill and makers mark barrels
0: Double Barrel Maple Crisp, Imperial Sweet Stout with maple syrup, cinnamon, granola, vanilla beans, and lactose, aged 24 months in maple syrup barrels and Buffalo Trace bourbon barrels.
2: They're bringing it back, baby. Barrel Age Rocky Road, Imperial Sweet Stout with toasted walnuts, cocoa nibs, marshmallow, and lactose. This one was aged 18 months in wild turkey bourbon barrels.
0: That was your first favorite beer, right? Or not your first favorite beer, but that was like one of your favorite beers for a long time when you had it, isn't that
2: correct? Yeah, the first time they made Barrel-Aged Rocky Road, it was a five. It was like just, it it was a no doubt about it. Like it was so amazingly good. nothing
0: you had ever had before that.
2: It is, I would say, the best beer that Angry Chair ever made was the first Barrel-Aged Rocky Road. Second is probably the first batch of regular Rocky Road. Ah. Uh, non-barrel aged was unbelievable. The best non-barrel aged stout I've ever had in my life. So. Wow. Yeah.
0: Circle of Daves barley wine aged for 26 months in cognac and apple brandy barrels. It's a collab with, you guessed it, The Vale Brewing.
2: They are also doing this one which is a new one, a barrel aged Dulce de Pepe Imperial Sweet Stout with caramel, coffee and lactose aged 19 months in Willet Rye barrels. It's a collab with Civil Society.
0: And last but not least, per our last email. It's an imperial stout with peanut butter, cocoa nibs, vanilla wafers, and vanilla beans. Does not contain lactose. Ooh. Non-barrel-age collab with corporate ladder
2: brewing. You know that one's going to kick ass. Yo, that one's that's got
0: your name written
2: kick, all know, over it. <laughs> that one's going to kick ass. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's talk about uh, Reddit does this every year, their NJ beer subreddit, the awards. Uh, So the best of the last year here is what they have. We'll go through some of them. There's a lot of breweries that have made the list before that are on here. I mean, that have, that we've interviewed that are on here. So let's talk about
0: them. Best beer. This is a big one. Oak flower brewing company. That's pops.
2: Yep. They won it for pops, which is a fantastic beer.
0: I don't think I've had it, but now I want one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, it was part of the Melissa's Wings uh, series of beers. Uh, the best new beer, Bird's Mouth Vienna Lager.
0: Best IPA. Again, Oak Flower Brewing. Again, Pops.
2: It better not lose in the <laughs> yeah. IPA category, right? That <laughs> oh, would be weird. Yeah. Uh, best Stout. Uh, this was a cool one. Twin Elephant, our friends over at Twin Elephant. And... It's their Melissa's Wings uh, beer, which was obviously done with uh, Jose.
0: Best Sour, Heavy Real Brewing Company, Jelly Fingers. That is an apple cinnamon sour. And uh, Best Wild Ale is Muckraker, Beer Maker, TM Blue.
2: So TM. so pretty interesting, right? So Best Sour, Heavy Real. That's two years in a row that they've won in that category. Best Wildale, Muckraker. They won in 22 with TM Black. They're winning this year with TM Blue. Oh, and I should say, they won with TM Black in 2021 as well.
0: And they also have the best sour in 2021. Uh, best Lager, Bird's Mouth Beer, Original Lager.
2: And I love this one because this beer is outstanding. The best barrel aged stout. They nailed it on this one. Twin Elephant, 43% burnt. Amazing amazing beer and it is the first year that they've been doing these awards where Kane did not win this category.
0: Wow, that is interesting. Uh best barrel aged beer that's not a stout is uh Kane Brewing Company double double cask. And Kane has won this category 3 out of the last 4 years.
2: This is an interesting category because it's called just best other. And okay. it's from our friends at The Seed. A live, uh, it is their Growth and Change Fall edition.
0: Best collab, Ghost Talk Brewing Company, Monotropa, and that's with Oak Flower Brewing Company.
2: This that beer was so good. It really? was so, so good. Was, it was that a, an IPA? Yeah, light IPA, okay. I believe, with uh, it was some kind of citrus in it. I don't think it was lime or it was some, but it was it was some citrus was in it. It was fantastic. Oh, nice. Uh, best branding. Twin Elephant.
0: Okay. No surprise there. Uh, Best brewery overall, Oak Flower. Best new brewery, Oak Flower.
2: That's that's some – they really loved Oak Flower in in this voting. I mean, they're great. Yeah. 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 Correct. Uh, Most improved brewery. That's interesting. Uh, It's Ghost Talk Brewing Company.
0: Best brewery experience, Oak Flower. (laughs)
2: Best Brew Pub Experience, Alternate Ending, and that's the third year in a row that they have won that category.
0: How many other people are in that category?
2: I mean, there, there's a few. Okay. I mean, Gaslight in South Orange. That's right. Uh, Triumph Brewing. Uh, I think there's more than one location, but I always Triumph. think of the Prin- right. Princeton location. That's right. Uh, there, there's a few.
0: Okay. Mm, this is interesting. Most Controversial Brewery. That's Source Brewing. Okay. Fourth win in five years. Three in a row. Hats off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, most creative, unique brewery. Again, Oak Flower.
0: Clean it up. Best brewery festival slash event went to Ghost Talk Brewing. Uh, and that's Poured Fresh.
2: Their Poured Fresh event. Yeah. Uh, best bottle shop, liquor store, liquor outlet, wine cellars in Bootin. It's their fourth win in six years. Second in a row.
0: Wow. Best craft beer bar restaurant tap house 15 probably not a huge surprise uh first year since 2018 that cloverleaf tavern did not win
2: wow so it is a surprise if, I guess, if its yeah been.
0: yeah i mean you know, cloverleaf's great too you know yeah. nothing against either of those guys no no
2: we love we love both yeah, yeah. we love both places so yeah. uh kind of cool you know anytime these lists come out it's easy to nitpick and say they got this wrong they got that wrong uh it's a pretty good list pretty good list a lot of oak flower love Well, we have a lot of oak flower love too of course but yeah
0: yeah no i mean you know no reason why they shouldn't be on any of those categories icarus brewing offered an update complete with pictures on the new brewery location lighting fixtures have been installed in it in the tasting room and bower room their mezzanine bar is beginning to take shape the brew house is almost complete and their tasting room cold room is installed no opening date has been announced yet, but it looks like it will be soon.
2: It looks awesome. If, I mean, go on their Instagram, check it out. The pictures look great. All right, coming up after the break, Rob from Hayes Boys takes on the Waxgate Controversy Conspiracy. Coming up after this. <laughs> And welcome back to Season 4, Episode 3 of America the Brutiful. We talked about Waxgate a little bit in the beginning of the show, but I can't think of anybody who I'd want to hear more from on this topic than friend of ours and friend of the show, Rob from Hayes Boys. Rob, welcome.
3: I mean, I can't believe that secondary resellers still exist. (laughs) Beer is dead, beer has been dead, and these people are still... You know they're like phoenix. Actually, they're not even like phoenix crawling
2: from the ashes. They're like cockroaches. You can't kill them. So I want to start. I want to start here, even before we get into the whole drama. Uh, this is like something of a blast from the past from you. Like the origins of Hayes Boys. Like tell us how big EQ was for for you. Like and how Hayes Boys started. Um.
3: You know. I mean, that's kind of where it started. We were hung over in the parking lot one day and decided to start this Facebook group called Hayes Boys, and that's ultimately kind of the origins of it. And then there was the um, the private meeting at D96 that we won't talk about on. That's for a whole different podcast. Um, and then I kind of shifted my attention elsewhere away from uh, EQ, and that was, oh, I don't know, eight or ten months after I kind of started everything. So, yeah, it's but, but, you know, I love EQ. I love everybody up there is... You know, they're good friends from from the past, and, you know, I'm really happy to see them as successful as they are and continued having success. I mean, they're they're good people, so...
4: Absolutely. So for those who missed the last episode, don't follow Facebook
3: groups. Rob, can you clue everyone in on that, on what Waxgate is all about? Uh, Waxgate, I I mean, listen, admittedly, I didn't dabble as deep into it as I could have because, I mean... I don't pay as much attention to this stuff as I used to, but I guess apparently there were some people who uh, were getting a barrel-aged well, which was the Weldworks collab?
2: Yep. Uh, it
3: was, there was that, and a bunch of people got a, a, a... were getting bottles that didn't have wax tops on them. And they all came from the same proxy, who we will not name here, out of uh, respect to uh, this <laughs> businessman. and um, all of a sudden beer was alive again and you had beer nerds showing up in beer groups and all hell broke loose for a handful of days and i think it's still kind of maybe trickling through and this you know the side jokes are coming through even grapefoot references were reincarnated so i mean this if, if this is what we need to have beer come back i'm all for mysterious unwaxed bottles
2: yes a grapefoot video resurfaced uh always a yes. classic um, Alright, so yes. we're, we're not going to mention the name of the person who is the, uh, the proxy, but I will say that I invited that person to join the podcast. He declined, but he did share some information with me that I think was intended to help his case. Uh, but it really just kind of surprised me more than anything, and I shared uh, the screenshot uh, with uh, both of you guys. Uh, Rob, he sent out 173 shipments in a little bit more than a week. Uh, Your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that are that this individual should be
3: institutionalized because that's an insane amount of beer boxes to send out to beer nerds all across the country. Um, yeah, that's wild. That's like three grand in shipping. It's just in crazy. Shipping alone. I, I can't even, like, wrap my head around what how much time that takes to acquire the beer. Well, the beer not, even, not even just that, but, like, imagine, imagine sending off that amount of product into the wild and having to worry about it all reaching its destination in the same, you know, safely. And there's a lot of things that can maybe, maybe go wrong there. I mean, it's... I mean, oh, it, it's weird. That's a weird, uh, it's, a, it's quite a, it's quite an undertaking for probably not a lot of money.
2: But that's like a full-time job. If you're sending out 173 shipments in like less than two weeks, that's... that's... Well, this is,
3: listen, this is how small businesses are born. This is <laughs> how, you know, businessmen and businesswomen uh, make their living when it comes to the secondary beer grind. So, you know, we, we tip our caps to these uh, warriors of... Uh, Shit-lording, and uh, we, we wish them well And we thank them for keeping craft beer alive Because it's not its I'm, last legs It feels like when it comes to the secondary game Correct me if I'm wrong Wasn't
4: Amazon started out of
3: somebody's mom's garage? Uh, Yeah, well I was uh, I, Maybe it was a Jeff Bezos thing Before he hulked up And, you know Stopped dressing like a 90's computer nerd Yes Yeah. So mom's garage,
4: mom's basement What's, what's the difference here? You know what I mean? Yes yeah, no, it's, it's very similar. You know, maybe there's
3: maybe we are looking at the next, you know, uh, Davor here, potentially. I don't know. We're still growing.
4: Yes. I don't know. I find it, uh, you yeah, know, it seems that he sent out a bunch of bottles without wax. And that raised a lot of eyebrows, with people thinking that he may be repackaging bottles with other beers somehow get a profit. That seems like a lot of work for not. I'm not even sure what kind of profit he's making.
3: Uh, maybe maybe he was, was a Raji disciple. Right, but this- skip the rewaxing altogether. Just sent out, recapped <laughs> them with you know KDS in it or whatever. It added some adjuncts, some you know some homebrew magic, and uh, skip the waxing altogether, perhaps.
2: Yeah, but that's—it's a very different time from Raji times. All right? The the beer secondary market isn't what it was. That's why it's really weird. And and you know, I look at it as this way: like EQ runs a tight ship. So, like, what do you think happened here? Did some shitlord find a sneaky way to make money? Do you think it was an inside job with EQ employees selling it on the side? do the, Did they just simple production staff missed a case or two? Like what's the logic? What's the most logical thing that could have happened here? I, mean, I
3: think but I think you just nailed it on the head at the end of the uh, the end of the you know suggestions there. It's probably you know a, maybe a, a case or two just didn't get waxed on it for whatever reason. because clearly it was packaged. It was ready to go. It was ready to be waxed. Maybe they just got lost in the shuffle. Hey, this stuff is what it is. Send it out; it's packaged. Doesn't have the wax top on it, but it is. What it is. You can't re-wax it now or whatever. So Rob, and off it went. So, Rob, you're talking this up to just a genuine, like, mistake? Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I mean, do 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 we really think that that like underhanded stuff is going on on the side for secondary beer? Let me tell you something. Let
4: me tell you something. As a guy who worked in the bar industry. Yeah. For a long time, I managed a bar for a couple of years, bartended, all that. One hundred percent. Do I think some kid in his 20s, and I'm not like talking, I don't know anybody that works there. I'm just speaking from my own experience. Some young kid who doesn't make that much money would be like, oh, wow, I can make an extra hundred bucks by just, you know, sliding this one box out the door. Yeah, 100%. that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You know, we think, of, we think about it through our lens of having a mortgage and kids and, you know, significant others. But, you know, some schmuck is just trying to get his weed money for the week.
3: That's a, that's a <laughs> perfect little, little gamma, little racket there. Yeah, but just to me, it just seems like a lot of work for not a lot of money. You know. oh, yeah, for, for the mule. Correct. For the mule, right. that is right. thats It seems like a lot of work for not a lot of money, but... You know, for somebody who's maybe working at VQ, who knows? You know what I mean? And that's just making a total assumption here. Yeah, possible. Maybe I'm just, uh, maybe I'm giving the benefit of the doubt to, you know, the person who is the small business owner here. Because that's a (laughs) lot of, that's a lot of packages to send out to like have like a a shady side deal going with, you know,
2: a case of VQ bottles. I love you calling him uh, a small business owner because everybody loves small business owners, right? That's like a, you hear that phrase and it's like a a warming feeling because of like corporations, but uh, as opposed to the term shitlord, which is, you know, very kind of negative. Well, yeah, I, I, Listen, I—I I, I, I mean, I
3: listen. I like to say shitlord, yeah. But you know, some, now listen, two percent shareholder. That dude is a <laughs> was technically a, I guess a small business shareholder, but he was also a uh, a ultra luxury car shitlord. So like, there is a difference between two. But yes, I can see how um, the negative connotation could be
2: harmful to one's image. Understood. I'm like, What do you think, there, Dan? All right. What's your opinion? Well, I—I I don't know, man. I think something. I don't think it's simple production staff missing something. I think something shady is going on, and I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. All and right. Again, we, this is just our opinions.
4: Totally making assumptions here, but I, I do tend to agree with you. Mm. All
2: right. One last question, Rob. You know, this could—this ha- could happen anywhere to any brewery. Um, I know you're close with a little brewery called Salt and Oak. Do you think uh, those folks would be worried about something like that happening to them?
3: No, I, I would. I could never ever see something like that happening at Salt and Oak. The employees are all very happy, and you see this in the in the pictures. Everybody's always smiling, happy. Um, they they give pizza to their employees on a regular basis. Um, no, you never see it. You never see a frowning face there. You know, the only time that I ever saw any panic in that place was that picture they posted of the bottling line, of the canning line going shit, and everybody was freaking out. But that was probably the only thing that ever happened. Even when they had the barrel thrown through the taproom window, everybody was still handling it in stride. So, no, I don't think I'd ever see that at Salt Milk.
2: Understood. Understood. All right. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the conspiracy, the controversy, it's still alive. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. But maybe time will give us answers. Uh, we, can only, we can only hope. We can only hope. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Michelle from Equilibrium. Maybe she knows what's going on. That's coming up Ooh. after this. Soul
4: and wax on. He's got to bake a ticket, make a don't stop. It's just the Matrix, but we're taking through the top. the day, no, we ain't playing, that's the problem. So just wax on and wax on.
2: And welcome back to Season 4, Episode 3 of America the Brutiful. Okay, we talked a good deal about Waxgate because, frankly, it seems like there's a lot of chatter about it in our local community. That said, it's kind of overshadowed, in a way, some really, really exciting news from Equilibrium.
0: That's right. As we mentioned last week and earlier in this episode, Equilibrium is offering a private barrel experience. So to talk more about that and some of the new and upcoming releases at Equilibrium, let's bring in Michelle, Equilibrium brand director. Michelle, welcome. Thank you for coming on.
5: Hi, guys.
2: Thanks for having me. A pleasure to be back. All right. So... I guess I want to start here. One thing that we love about you is that you're not just an employee at a brewery. You're a member of the beer community. And at EQ events, you bring out beers to share. And they're not just beers from EQ. You go to shares and bring beers from great breweries from across the country as well. So mm-hmm. how did Michelle, the beer fan, influence the creation of the Equilibrium Totality idea?
5: Um, great question. So I've always been a fan of the culture, the community, the shares. And one thing that always struck me like coming into this community is kind kind of having like a behind the scenes look at breweries. So even before I was like working at EQ and I started to like really develop this great network with the industry side Sometimes you get like a little tour, you get to go in the back of a brewery as a consumer. And that just always blew my mind. Like I felt like it was super special. And we were discussing the private barrel program for a while, but I simply didn't want this just to be about a barrel and bottles and then you go home. I wanted it to be more of a full experience and I want people to like tap into that thing that I loved when I was kind of coming up in the community is having basically a pass to come in and see what we're doing on a daily basis and i think that's just as important to me as you know creating the stout itself that will do as well but it's more about coming here drinking some beers hanging out going on the production floor and really having like this immersive experience i mean i've always like kind of leaned into the hospitality thing here and that's just like I think my nature, that's the way I was brought up, like a big Italian family, like, you know, you go to my grandmother's house, um, and it was always just like hospitality on hospitality. And it's something I think I took away from like, you know, growing up, and I kind of brought that here. Um, And that's why I think I'm just elated when we have a bunch of people here for a big event. I love popping bottles and just sharing with people and making sure they feel welcome. Uh, it's just something I love doing and it's something that was important to me to bring with this experience. I didn't want it to just be like, you know, materialistic bottle thing. I wanted it <laughs> to kind of evoke emotion.
0: Very good. I, you, you, I know you kind of touched on it um, and I remember seeing on your post there were some bullet points along with a, a price tag that came with the experience. So just kind of tell us, uh, you know, a detailed uh, bullet points. What do people get? And and what does it cost to, to, to sign up for this?
5: Yeah, so when you come on site, um, we're going to pull about four different barrels. And um, we'll pull full, from four different barrels. And they're in they range anywhere in age from like 16 to 24 months. And we'll taste them. And you'll know the beer is great right off the bat. And then we're going to like pick adjuncts. We have probably close to three dozen adjuncts to choose from. Um, wow. You get to choose six of those included in the package price. Of course, if you want more, we could talk about it. And you get to like design the label, pick the wax color. I promise, all the bottles will come with wax with this project. <laughs> and basically, you're designing this beer. Um, a lot of our our bases are similar. They're like that lads thick base, which everyone seems to love. Um, so you you're gonna pick your favorite barrel and we are basically designing it from the ground up and you really get you know creative input
2: so you're basically we saying will
5: stay, we will stay away from like obviously anything like political anything religious outside of that you can put whatever you want on this label and we'll make it happen
2: anything eh? um, hmm. yeah <laughs> you, gotta, I mean, you gotta be careful that
5: <laughs> like if you want like an, an all-black label you get it if you want sparkles you get it like again as long as it's nothing too radical uh we're good with it so that's something cool but then again like more of like leaning into a personal experience like i'll give people a full tour people don't know that this is like a hundred year bank building um it has a lot of history there's three vaults in here no one gets to see the vaults downstairs for such a small looking place on the outside it is huge on the inside there's so many nooks and crannies so you kind of get to see the whole space um and then you know we'll do lunch we have a pretty great barbecue program as you know Dan. i do and (laughs) yeah we'll get one of those monster platters and eat some barbecue together in the tap room hang out talk about everything and The other thing I thought was kind of cool is, you know, you get like your collab photo. So everyone sees the collab photos from breweries, like Brewery A is working at Brewery B. They're on the production floor. So you'll get a photograph of that. And also I'll like photograph your actual stout when it's done. Kind of EQ style with like a crazy pour, the adjuncts. In case you wanted to post it or like, I don't know, frame it, whatever you want to do with it. And uh, finally you get to keep the barrel, which I think is pretty cool. Awesome! So That's great. If, if you're a part of like a group, like people could sign it, like whatever you want to do. You want to make furniture out of it? Go for it. But you kind of get the barrel, and everything comes full circle because you're getting the barrel that basically held the liquid for you know whatever up to two years.
0: Love that. So so yeah. I, you know it sounds like it's so well thought out, and that I love it. Just a great great experience. So uh, let's talk about your upcoming collab and event with Mortalis. Barrel mm-hmm. aged Experiments in the Cosmic Kitchen is a beer that you're calling your most adjunct- adjuncted style to date. Tell us about that beer.
5: So we love the Mortalis guys. So we're so happy they're going to be back here on the 17th of February. Um, this beer is basically a mashup of Experiments in the Kitchen and Cosmic Symmetry, our 1st BA collab we did. So it's kind of a mashup of all those adjuncts together in one a stout so I think don't quote me on this but it's something like 12 or 13 adjuncts in wow. one beer it's pretty wild wow. it, so we actually chose uh, the barrels yesterday and it's uh, it's gonna be a wild one
2: it sounds kind of like the Rochester garbage plate in a stout right it's like so all these that's different things exactly
5: what we were going for and heads up I had no idea what a garbage plate was until last year, when we decided <laughs> to make garbage plates for their visit, so
2: and for those who that, don't I know, I ended t-
5: up at Mortalis like two times since our first event with them, and I had like the real garbage plate. And I'm like, all right, I have to be a little tipsy to truly enjoy this, but it's actually pretty amazing as long as you have a few beers or like you know some whiskey in you. But the cool part about this event is we are doing a collab, not only about beer, but we're also doing like a garbage plate mashup with. Bonfire, which is our kitchen, and the Mortalis guys. So they're going to like help us design some garbage plates that will be served during the event. So for those, barbecue.
2: for those who don't know what a garbage plate is, yes. uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you uh, give a quick, I guess, yeah, explanation? Basically,
5: it's like poutine on steroids. So the base is like macaroni salad, French fries, or home fries. There's protein. So sometimes it's like chopped hamburger. In our case, we're going to have a whole bunch of barbecue. And then it's like cheese, gravy, chopped onions, chili sometimes. Literally just a pile of stuff. Whatever you have in your kitchen, I think, and, you know, I could be wrong about this, but my interpretation of how the garbage plate came about is like you're partying all night, you're drinking, and you get home and you have a bunch of stuff in your kitchen. And you literally pile it up in one plate. And I was like, that's how the garbage plate came about. This is so like a local. We can we can ask Josh for sure if that's the true, you know, how, how things came about. That's what I think. And that's what we're going to do when they're here.
0: This is like a local Rochester thing, I assume.
5: Yep. Okay. Yep.
2: Interesting. All right. So I went to the event last year uh, that you had mm-hmm. with Mortalis. And it was amazing. The folks from Mortalis came down and they opened some really rare bottles, and Pear Brandy Leto was on for your birthday, I believe. Um,
5: yeah, I mean, he. it was like a 3-liter for my birthday, which is like one of the rarest beers in the freaking country, and Josh brought like a 3-liter. <laughs> so it was pretty amazing. And just a heads up, it also happens to be my birthday weekend again on Ooh. the 17th, so things are probably going to get a little wild.
2: So can beer nerds expect something similar maybe this year?
5: I mean... Maybe. We'll have to
2: ask (laughs) Josh. Okay, okay. I haven't
5: spoken to him about it yet, but those guys always come pretty heavy-handed, so I wouldn't be surprised if something cool like that happened.
0: Very nice. Mobius is one of your old-school beers, and you just announced the release of an adjuncted version. Can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah. So, yesterday, we dropped Marshmallow Mobius in cans, and... It's pretty amazing. And one of the reasons I think it's so amazing is because, you know, we are adjunct heavy on our stouts, obviously. But this is like a touch of marshmallow against the like roasty notes of the coffee and it's just so well balanced and drinkable. And it's seven percent so it's like dark and roasty and I don't know, it just kinda quenches of your thirst and it's all right spots.
0: Very nice. Uh, you recently yeah. also did a Freaky Friday version of an Other Half classic, and Other Half mm-hmm. is releasing some cool collabs for their collab week ahead of their 10th anniversary, and EQ is part of it. How important is the relationship with Other Half and so many other breweries, like for instance, Mortalis, to who Equilibrium is? Super important. Uh, I Especially for Other Half, Like I have obviously so much
5: respect for them, because I I was on their lines as a customer before I even knew, like, any of those guys. I was on their lines, like, before I knew Juris and before he worked there. I was just getting cans, like. So I think they've done for so much. I think they've done so much for craft beer and helped shape what craft beer is. Um, I have a ton of respect for them. And over the years getting to know them, they've been, like, great friends. And we all kind of lean on each other. Same thing with, like, you know, the Mortalis guys or Maria from Wakefield, like, it's now about, like, friendship, and it's you have a problem, you don't understand something. If they have experience with it, or they're helping you out or helping each other. Um, So that's been uh super cool to kind of develop all of that, too, through the years. So love.
2: uh thank you so much for joining us. But before we uh let you go, I have to ask you about the W word, the whibs, yes. the whibs. <laughs> Um,
5: oh, I thought you were gonna
2: say wow no no I gotta talk I gotta ask you about the whips uh, uh-huh. you know I, I've said it before I'll say it again nobody beats the whips it's the best uh, it's the best pun, pun,
1: pun, 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 yeah. yeah
2: it's the best brewery food that there is Um, they made a furious comeback on the day of Bliss, and sure uh, Bliss was yeah. had by all who were able to order them again. Uh, will we be seeing them come back in the future for, like, special events? Like, uh, this is a very personal question to me because I, I love them so much.
5: So you will see them come back for special events, but I think I have even better news for you, Dad. Oh. They will make a return on the menu permanently. Oh,
2: back. nice, nice. Yeah. Beautiful. Okay. That is some of the best news I've heard. uh, (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's been a a busy week, especially as the Equilibrium uh, brand director. There's been so much that you've been having to uh, uh, take on this week. So I appreciate the time.
5: It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And just for anyone who needs
2: some
0: wax or a bottle, we are selling the wax off at retail right now. Ooh. (laughs) Very nice. All right. Well, that's a great idea. We'll we'll be sure to stop by.
2: (laughs) All right. uh, Coming up after the break, we will uh, talk about some local releases. That's coming up after this.
0: Season 4, Episode 3 of America the Brutiful. Here we are, local releases. Uh, We're going to start out with, um, you know, probably one of the more uh, well known local breweries, and that's Troon. That's right. Uh, before we get into that, though, we do have a beer here, right?
2: Yeah, let's pop this beer. So this is, beer. Uh, this is from Treehouse, a little brewery uh, you may have heard but, of. Like northeast somewhere? Yeah, somewhere around <laughs> there. Uh, and this is Liquid King. It says uh, a riff on King Julius. So uh,
0: All right. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good to me. So uh, back to the releases. Troon, Should I Be Jealous, Nine, 9.6% Hoppy Ale.
2: Uh, and then, why do birds hate me? This is a 9% hoppy ale. Uh, this beer is dedicated to Sean from Troon for his birthday, which is Saturday. So, happy birthday to Sean. Uh, I just showed you Sean's Instagram, which you had not seen before. Dude,
0: um, I, I don't even know what to say. First of all, it's the the, the, the the two minutes that I spent looking at it just now, some wild shit. I'm not really <laughs> in, I wouldn't say I'm into birds, you know, but... Like looking at that, I could get into birds because it's just crazy. The guys like handling blue jays. Like blue jays, if I hear a blue jay blue jay squawk above my head, like thirty feet away, I'm like, "I get inside. Thing's gonna peck my." You know, like (laughs) I'm just shocked. I'm shocked. And he's got like almost half a million followers.
2: Amazing. Yeah. So we so we looked at that. Uh, He has about ten times, actually more than ten times, the amount of followers that Trune itself has for his personal page, Uh, and. Twice the amount of followers that other half has. This is like wild, wild. But uh, anyway, happy birthday uh, to Sean from Troon. Really one of the good guys in the beer world. Absolutely. Uh, So uh, happy birthday to him. The
0: Seed, communion of subjects. Double IPA, brewed in collaboration with EQ. Dry hopped with Matueca, Strata, and Citra.
2: Yeah. Yep. They also did for warmth a 3.8% oatmeal stout that is in cans and packaged with nitrogen, so it's got that kind of guinness feel.
0: Very nice. Conclave Triumvirate, uh, 7% IPA, collab with Twin Elephant and District 96, hopped with Citra, Nelson, Matueka, and Newzilla.
2: Nice. And then we mentioned this brewery a bazillion times in the first part of the show because they won almost every single NJ Beer Award uh, on Reddit. Uh, and that's Oak Flour. And they have two new beers. We'll start with the first one. It's called First Cup. It's six point five percent oatmeal stout with Papua New Guinea coffee.
0: And nothing special. Just a barley wine. Just a barley wine. Dude. Come on, these guys. <laughs> keep us on our toes over here. All
2: right, let's talk about uh, Other Half. It is their collab week, and they have a bunch of them, so I'll let you start off with collab number one.
0: 10th anniversary collaboration number one, Pale Ale, 5.5% with Rustic Ales, Burial Beer, Green Bench Brewing, hopped with Chinook, Strata, and Luminosa. Cheers to 10 years and good friends.
2: Woohoo! Uh, 10th anniversary collaboration number two is a West Coast IPA, which is 7%. And check this out it's with Anchorage, Super Flux Beer, Gigantic Brewing, Holy Mountain Brewing, and Alvarado Street. It is hopped with Simcoe, Simcoe Cryo, Nelson, Corn Comet, and Columbus Cryo.
0: 10th Anniversary Collaboration number 3, IPA, 6.5% with Zool Beer, Resident Culture, Modest Brewing, Two Tides Brewing, and that is hopped with Citra, Simcoe, Simcoe Cryo, Ruaca, Nectaron, Nectaron Cryo, and Luminosa.
2: 10th Anniversary Collaboration number 4, this is like the international collab one. It is an 8.5% IPA with Baskland Brewing, Crack Brewery, Verdant Brew, and Northern Monk. It is hopped with Nelson Sauvign, Galaxy, Mosaic, Enigma, some Mosaic Cryo, and Nelson Hopkeef as well.
0: Number five, Imperial Oat Cream IPA, eight and a half percent, with Great Notion Parish Brewing, EQ Weldworks, hopped with Nelson Sauvine, Nelson Sauvin Hop, Keef, Nectaron, Nectaron Cryo, Citra, and YCH 301 Citra. That is a fresh hop Cryo pellet.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that, Tom. Uh, and they also uh, released eighth anniversary imperial ipa it's a triple ipa it is 10 percent. it is you know their eighth anniversary ipa which highlights a mix of new zealand australian and american grown hops
0: uh, the lemon lime soda combination of maturic and enigma and the passion fruit and lychee from galaxy and citra really play well together
2: <laughs> <laughs> according to them yes uh, so anyway again we I, I think we've uh, wish them a happy anniversary every single episode for like the last eight. Well, that's but ten years, yeah, you know. Yeah, but uh, anyway, happy ten, ten years to the other half.
0: Finback, Dad's Wings, in memory of co-owner Basil's father. This is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout with pandan and black sesame ingredients from some of Mr. Lee's favorite desserts. This is part of the Melissa's Wings series of beers. Very nice.
2: Yeah, want to try this one for sure. Uh, let's go to Ober Creek has two new releases. Quartet 148, 8% double IPA, dry hop with Citra, Citra Lupa Max, Nelson Sauvin, and Motueka. Night
0: Stories, Imperial Stout. This variant was conditioned on toasted almonds, toasted coconut, vanilla beans, and
2: cocoa nibs. Tin Barn, they have two new releases. One is called Lionheart. It's a 9.4% New England triple IPA hopped with Citra, Waiiti, and Solero.
0: Cans, 8.4% New England double IPA hopped with Citra, Simcoe, Nelson, and Hellertal Blanc.
2: And we talked uh, to Michelle from EQ before. We talked about a lot of their new releases, um, kind of looking ahead to their Mortalis release. We talked about Mobius. Uh, they, there's one we didn't talk about that's new, and that's Roe Vanuatu Vanilla. And that this is their newest iteration using Mostra and Equilibrium, Kinetic Blend Coffee, and Vanilla.
0: I'm going to digress for a second. I remember Roe was... Uh Maybe the first stout that I brought to your house before we started doing the podcast, like right at the very beginning of the pandemic, drove up to Middletown. What, like at that time, that was like a great coffee stout.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: remember the, when the guy—I don't even know who it was—that handed it to me. He's like, "Oh, he's like, you're gonna like this one. This one's special." Huh? Like, okay, that's cool. And, and you like, drove two it, hours each way. I'm glad you're it, it Better
2: that. be special. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, so District 96, Natural History, West Coast, double IPA, 8%, and Photobomb, double IPA, 8%. Uh,
2: Root & Branch has a few new releases. Frenzy, Multi-Oat Wheat, double IPA, Brewed & Dry Hop with Citra, Motueka, and Nelson.
0: Ryder, uh, CZ-style pills hopped in the kettle with Czech Saz, fermented cold with German lager yeast, and cold condition for an extended period of time.
2: Uh, Feed Me, Rewaka is the new beer from Alternate Ending. Uh, it is a modern West Coast IPA. Uh, 6.8% with Simcoe, Mosaic, Rewaka. And Rewaka, you... <laughs> I did something stupid just now, which you can't see, so...
0: All right, to an elephant. Here Here there be monsters. American IPA, 7... seven, seven 7.7%. Big secret, cow but about to get and wakatu.
2: Uh, Icarus, we talked about them in the beginning of the show. Their new tap room looks amazing. Uh, hopefully it's gonna open soon. They have two new beers. One is called Respectable. I think with that name you could probably understand that it is a collab with Bolero Snort. It is a lactose-free Japanese rice lager condition on vegan marshmallows.
0: And double dry hop yacht all the time. Solero, 6.5%. New England double IPA, double dry hop with Solero hops.
2: Hudson Valley has a a new beer that, uh, for all you math nerds, you'll like this one. It's called Isosceles. Sour double IPA with wheat and oat, milk sugar, pineapple, orange zest, and vanilla. It is hopped with Citra and Nelson.
0: Marlowe, The Broken and the Dead, 6% ABV, American Brown Ale, brewed with Cascade, Centennial, and a hint of Columbus Hops.
2: Noble Savage has two new ones, Midnight Maniac, 8.5% ABV Dark Ale, brewed with Wild Flower Honey.
0: And Lonesome Traveler, Double IPA, 8%, dry hopped with Cohia, Nelson, Galaxy, and
2: Peacherine. Bakes Brewing, Hurley's Pond is six point five percent IPA. Looks really good on the IG. I want to try that one.
0: And last but not least, Bolero Snort the Sun eight point one percent ABV Northeast Double IPA brewed with Brew One and Galaxy hops. It is a collab with Icarus.
2: And they also have Noble Water. Noble Water uh, Vista. It's their new sparkling hop water. Uh, we talked about that being like a thing. Uh, for 2024, uh, Bolero uh, has one. So, you know, if you want to try hop water, have them before. Now's your chance.
0: No better time like today. Uh, and that's it for local releases. When we get back, we'll have Chase from Top Beer Drops to talk about the top beers in the country. All of that after this. Try
4: to be best because you're only a man and a man's got to learn to take Try to be-
0: Welcome back. Season four, episode three of America, the Brutiful. We are here with Chase from Top Beer Drops. Chase, thank you very much for joining us this week.
6: Always a pleasure, gents. Thanks for having
2: me. All right. The week of January 13th to the 19th, 378 new beers released from the top 440 breweries from around the U.S. Let's talk about the top ten. We're going to start with number one. We talked about it last week. You said, oh, it looks like this is going to make the list. Uh, tell us about number one.
6: Yeah, sure. Number one is uh, kind of close to your neck of the woods, much closer to you guys than me. Um, but uh, the Warbler Brewery out of Del Mar, New York, uh, created an imperial pastry stout called Early Bird. We talked about some of the adjuncts in there. like Blackberry Jam. Uh, maple syrup, Papua New Guinea vanilla, all in Elijah Craig and Heaven Hill bourbon barrels. It's got all the re- all the makings of a, an awesome beer, and definitely the ratings to to boot as well. Um, it was at a four point eight three when we profiled it. It looks
2: like it's dropped down to a four point seven four, but still solid. Yeah, solid no, that's a, nobody's going to be upset with a four seven four. And how no, many
0: how many ratings not. are on there right now? Uh,
2: looks like that one's got
6: thirty now. Okay. Okay. it that's
2: twenty six. That's a pretty good sample size.
0: Have, have these guys been on the list before?
2: They have, you know. And I got, I got some commentary.
6: They made, uh, they've made the list maybe two or three other times, and one time they made a number one IPA, and it definitely had some contention in the comments uh, <laughs> of that that post. So I, I personally haven't tried any of their stuff, but um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a polarizing uh, brewery, I guess is what I would say.
0: Interesting. All right, number two drop from Moxa Brewing. Chase, can you tell us about that one?
6: Yeah, sure. You just want me to butcher the name. I think it's uh High, <laughs> yeah. L- Lo- maybe, uh, Imperial Pastry Stout. Um, this one is uh, 4.78. When we profiled it, It's it, uh, it looks like it's made with some Hawaiian vanilla beans. And sh- I can't see any other adjuncts on there, but I, if memory serves me, I think there's a, a few funky ones but yeah 4.78 when we profiled it on 55 ratings let's see if that's held
2: up wow that's a good amount of ratings i've talked to a few people that have had this beer and say it's one of the best stouts that they've made so i and that's that's from moxa like moxa makes amazing stouts so for sure uh this is one i definitely want to get my hands on
6: yeah definitely it's uh looking at some of the other adjuncts by the way it looks like it's macadamia nuts um it's got some Kona coffee in there. It, yeah, it sounds pretty pretty interesting. Some raw coconut. All
2: so, right, let, let's talk about number three. This is, uh, I remember when the first regular version of this beer came out, it was a big deal. It's from Moore Brewing, and it's Double Barrel Mendy. Uh, tell us a little bit about this.
6: Yeah, uh, Double Barrel Mendy, uh, 4.65 when we profiled it on Sunday. Um Yeah, I I think this is the first time that they've done double barrel, the double barrel version of this. Uh, But yeah, it looks like it's in Elijah Craig 8-year and then Weller 12-year barrels. So it's got to be just fantastic, I'm sure.
0: By the way, there's a huge ABV on that beer, 17.7%. It's a monster. (laughs) That's massive. Uh, Number four drop is Troon Brewing Cerebral Fortress. That is a 9.2%. Triple IPA, and that's got a 4.63 out untapped.
2: I'll tell you what, I had that beer earlier this week. Ah. I went to uh, Troon, had a release this week. I, I uh, went over there. I had this. It is January of 2024. My guess is this will be one of the top five beers for Troon for the whole year.
0: Wow. It, it
2: is wow, fantastic. So it's not green? No, I mean, the, okay, so <laughs> it's a little green, but. It's fantastic. It's, okay. it's honestly, I would, w- we can look at the end of the year, what the highest rated troons of the year are. This is going to be in contention. It, it, was, no it well, was really, really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, to,
6: to your point, Dan, it's uh, when we profiled it, it was sitting at a 4.63. It's bumped up to 4.64. So I think that's pretty telling.
2: Okay, nice.
0: Number five drop is North Park Beer Company bourbon barrel aged macaroons before dying chase can you tell us about this one
6: of course yeah we've uh, we've always talked about this before dying st- series and how impressed we are with it this one is uh aged for 26 months in elijah craig and blanton's bourbon barrels uh and conditioned on shred- shredded desiccated coconut toasted coconut it's it's got uh, looks like it's got the works. Um, it was sitting at a 4.61. I'm pulling it up now to see if that rating's changed. But regardless, yeah, still at 4.61. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be an awesome beer if, uh, if anyone has gotten a hold of that.
2: So you were, uh, we'll go to the number six drop now. You were recently in Atlanta. And Atlanta's got some love, or Georgia in general, has got some love this week. Let's start with number six, and uh, this will not be the only beer that have made the list from the, the mm-hmm. state, but let's talk about number six.
6: Yeah, you're foreshadowing a little bit there. Uh, number six is Little Cottage uh, in kind of the outskirts of Atlanta, there. Uh, they created an imperial stout called Barrel Age Black Wizard, um, and it looks like uh, it's Barrel aged in four roses barrels for fourteen months. Man, if you could get a hold of all of these stouts, you're you're getting a sampling of all sorts of different whiskeys <laughs> between <laughs> these top six beers. But uh, yeah, looks looks awesome. Notes of umami, dark fruit. Um, man, yeah, little cottage was really a, a cool spot to visit too. I had a really great time when I when I swam by there.
2: And, and move right into number seven since it's uh, sure. since we're on yeah. the topic.
6: Nice, yeah. On the topic, uh, right outside of, uh, right near Little Cottage is uh, another awesome group called Inner Voice. they made number seven on the list with Nelson, 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 a triple New England IPA. Uh, it was sitting at a 4.57. Looks like, let's see if that's uh, held its rating there. Uh, 4.54, so still pretty damn good on 54 ratings. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've got a can of this that
0: I'm sharing with a buddy when I get back to Salt Lake. So I'm um, excited to try it out. What hops are they using in there?
6: <laughs> yeah, I wonder. I
0: wonder. Uh, number eight drop. This is close to home for us. Chilton Mill Brewing. And that is Farewell Cannonball. 9% triple IPA. 4.56 and untapped. All right, Chip. Milk?
2: Yeah, a little, little Jersey love. I mean, and always makes it on the list, but, you know, some more Jersey love. Correct.
6: Yeah. Yeah, it, it's actually uh, gone up in rating, by the way. And I, I know that this was kind of a special beer brewed for uh, one of their patrons, but it went from a 4.56 up to a 4.62. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Oh, It only has 16 ratings, so, I mean, take it for what it's worth. But, you know, it might be worth seeking out or getting your hands on
2: all right let's talk about number nine i'll let you take it away here because it's one of these super collabs
6: yeah all right number nine uh the host uh brewery was green cheek beer company um they created a beer well let's actually go through the collaborators so it's green cheek but they hosted omni fiden's Weldworks, root and branch equilibrium and vitamin c um and created a triple New England IPA called Three Times Three. I'm not quite sure if it's. Uh, I, I want to say this is a, a similar recipe. I think Host maybe created the first version of this. Keep me honest here, guys. If you know more, so um, so
2: Bruhos made one. I think EQ made one. Uh, okay. Did five yeah. I don't know. But there, there's. It's not the. It's this is definitely not the first. And I know Host <laughs> made one. Uh, I don't know yeah. how many other Three Times Threes were made.
6: Yeah, same. Okay, yeah. So this one's a a 10.1 ABV, triple New England IPA. Um, But yeah, it actually says in the comments here, or excuse me, in the uh, description on Untap that's dreamt up by our pals at Omnicolo. So I'm assuming it originated there, and they're uh, kind of getting their tentacles in other breweries to make it as well.
0: Nice. Number 10 drop, and this might be my favorite name of a beer on this list, is made (laughs) by Monkish Brewing. Chase, what can you tell us the beer? Yeah, sure. Scores of spores. I'm, I'm with you uh,
6: on that one, Tom. I think that name has to take the cake as, as best name on this list. Very catchy.
0: Uh, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I just said very catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very catchy
6: indeed. Uh, It's a double New England IPA, 4.51. It's nice to see Monkish on this list. It's been a a minute since we profiled them. So uh, let's see what this one's sitting at actually really quick. I bet it's probably right around that 4.51 as well. Yeah, it dropped down to a 4.5, so still pretty solid. But um, yeah, actually I have a a can of this waiting at home as well.
2: Oh, nice. So we will talk about the droppies in a second, but have you looked at all – about uh, the week coming up, or is it a little too uh, early still?
6: Uh, I have. Let me give you a couple uh, a couple that I have my eye on. Um, Green cheek. Since we're on the topic, dropped a stout a few days ago. That's right. Uh, Side
2: project collab.
6: Yeah, so I, I would think that's got to be reading, uh, or, or you know, a potential to be one of the the top ten. I, I think Green cheek and Side Project get together. Of course, that's that's got a good chance. Um, Someone, I think it may have been Lorenzo the Beer Cat, uh, sent me Lionheart by Tim Barn. I haven't seen ratings on it, but I've, I've got a bookmark to uh, to make sure I, I manually check that one as well. Uh, and then we talked about it on last week's episode, but um, the uh, barrel-aged Swiss Bliss Grand Royale, um, I will definitely keep eyes on, make sure uh, we profile that if that's got the ratings as well.
2: Awesome, awesome. So without further ado, the Droppies are coming up. We are recording they today are. on a Friday, Friday the 26th of January. Tell us about the Droppies.
6: Yeah, I'm pumped. So Droppies are tomorrow um, at uh, 12.15 Pacific, 3.15 your time. Um, and we're going to be uh, profiling the best beer that came out in 2023, uh, the friends over at Fast Fashion. Um Fast Fashion Brewing, they've collaborated with uh, Monkish, and uh, they have a handful of really, really tight connections around, uh, around the industry. Um, they're hosting us, and, yeah, we'll be celebrating Beer of the Year, Brewery of the Year, Best IPA, Best Dark Beer, Best Fruited Sour, so on and so forth. Uh, and we've got, we've got some cool guests that are popping on as well. So, yeah, swing on through. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on there.
2: Sounds
0: good. That would be great. Sounds like a great time. We're looking forward to it. Chase, thank you as uh, thank you as always for joining us. We appreciate your time.
6: Of course, of course, yeah. Looking forward to it uh, next week.
0: And until next time, America, drink up and stay beautiful.
1: Yes, yeah. yeah.